Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Chapter 7, we're actually going to finish this chapter today, Lord willing, <laughs> if something doesn't happen, you know. Um, but uh, Mark chapter 7, we're going to go through the rest of this. The, the last couple stories in Mark 7, which are really powerful. Um, last week I touched on a passage, I kind of paraphrased it, I didn't really go too deep into it. And today, though, we're going to look at it a little more because it's key to the context that we're going to be um, going through today. And so um, there are some incredible lessons in that story. Remember, though, just to give you a reminder, last week we looked at this in Mark 7 where the scribes and the Pharisees had traveled all the way from Jerusalem. They came to, to find all the things wrong with Jesus. They came to nitpick and to tear him down, and we saw all of that. And we saw how Jesus corrected their horrible teaching, right? And we saw that he explained to them that it's not what goes into a man that makes him unclean, but rather what comes out of him, that is out of his heart. The heart of the matter was the heart of the matter. And today, as we go through these two stories at the end of Mark chapter 7, we'll see the stark contrast, and that's the key today, is to see the stark contrast between religious, arrogant religious people and their false teaching, and man's teaching, and man's ideas, and how God wants us to come before him. How you and I are supposed to come before him. And so let's look at this. I'm going to read Mark chapter 7, starting at verse 24. I'm going to read all the way through verse 37. From there he arose, that's speaking of Jesus, and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Verse 31, again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hands on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears. And he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Epaphtha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. 
Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. This is your word. And God, I just ask right now that you allow this word to penetrate our hearts. We need your word in our hearts because we know that by what comes out of us, you see us by what comes out of us, Lord. And we want to put the word of God in our hearts so that when we're, when we're tipped over, when we go through difficulty, when we go through life situations, what comes out of us is your word and your truth, true faith. And so God, let us be humble to receive your word today and help me to get out of the way. Lord, we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see these two incredible stories. I mean, these are just phenomenal stories. But the thing I want us to keep in mind is these are true stories. So many times, you know, when I'm talking to people online through apologetics ministries and other things, they want to challenge us and say, you know, all these stories are just fake. You guys just talk, you know, the walking on water. I had a guy recently tell me, why do you guys hold on to such lies, such foolishness? You know, because they don't believe the Bible. But we know these stories are true. <laughs> Let God be true and every man a liar, right? But his word is true. And so these stories are true. And that's, that's key for us to understand. And I believe they're placed here. And I talked about this a little bit last week. I think the Holy Spirit, by inspiration, put these stories here as a stark contrast to what we saw with the Pharisees and the scribes and all their arrogance. Remember, the, the issue was Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands right. <laughs> and these religious leaders were ready to condemn Jesus and his disciples because they didn't go through the washing of their hands in their proper way according to the tradition of the elders. Not the word of God, but the tradition of man. And remember, Jesus rebuked them for forsaking the word in exchange for the words of men. And this is something we need to keep an eye on in our own lives. You know, but they were making the word of God no effect in their own life. And so last week I, I kind of summarized this passage about this, this amazing lady. Um, but we're going to go deeper into it because there is a recipe in the, her story and in the, the man who's healed of being deaf and mute. There is a, a beautiful recipe in that of how you and I are supposed to come to the Lord. How we should be those who walk in humility and in simplicity and not in a bunch of religious overbearing rules. Those will choke you out. <laughs> you know, religion kills. Religion and tradition, when it's above God, when it's above his word, it kills. And Jesus is telling them that. Last week we looked at some of that. But when we embrace our own traditions over the word of God, we become so arrogant that we believe our own hype. You know, can I use that? That's, a, that's not that modern of a saying, but we believe our own hype, you know. And, and that's really tragic too. Because it can happen to any of us. You know, it can happen to any of us. But I think there's some warnings here today. And so here we see in verse 24, after leaving that interaction with the religious leaders of Israel, Jesus heads into Gentile territory. He's trying to get away from, remember the crowds were pressing in on him wherever he went inside of Israel. And so he's trying to get some alone time with his disciples to teach them, to train them up. And we're going to see that here. But look at verse 24, Mark 7, verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. But he could not be hidden. <laughs> I love this. So part of what's going on here, like I said, is he's getting away. He's trying to, not, it's not like a vacation. It's a working vacation because he's trying to get his disciples alone so he can continue to teach them and train them. And he goes over to Tyre and Sidon. By the way, Tyre and Sidon, that's modern-day Lebanon. And this region is actually a beautiful area. It's right on the Mediterranean coast. It's a beautiful area, so it would be a good place to just get away. And there, he wouldn't have been as well known. He wouldn't have been as popular, you know, because he was outside of Israel. 
But we see here that even over there in Tyre and Sidon, even over there in that region, full of Gentiles, he could not be hidden. (laughs) And I love that. I love that even though he entered a house to stay hidden, he could not be hidden. And you know, this is true. When Jesus works in your life, when he works in my life, when he works in our lives, he can't be hidden. When a true work of the Lord is in you, and you're really, you know, captivated by him and, and just filled with him, Everyone around you is going to know it. You can't hide that. You know, and even in his earthly ministry, when he was physically here, Jesus' testimony, he couldn't be hidden. I just love that. He couldn't be hidden. But I want us to focus on this passage here. We're going to be looking at this woman, this Gentile woman that comes to him. But I want us to recognize something. She's not just, just a lady who comes before him, a Gentile woman, but she comes before him as a mother. Do you notice that? You know, on behalf of her daughter... You know, and as parents, I think we can all identify. You know, as parents, don't we sacrifice for our kids? We do anything for our kids. It's one of those most vulnerable places. We have to be, you know, really careful, too, because that's one of those crazy buttons in all of us parents. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a parent, you know, if somebody says something about your kids or, you know, it's one of those areas you really have to check yourself, right? But we will sacrifice so much for our kids, because we love them so much. But you know, there's, so, there's something really special about a mother's love. About a mom's love. Isn't, isn't there? She comes on behalf of her daughter, verse 25 and 26, for a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. And she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And so we know that her daughter was demon-possessed. She had been inhabited by an unclean spirit. And we don't know, we're not told how this happened. But, you know, something to keep in mind is that, you know, young people get into all sorts of trouble. (laughs) Some of us old people do too, you know. But I don't think people really recognize the spiritual uh, trouble we're messing with sometimes. I would say even especially in these days, I feel so bad for this young generation. Because they deal with temptations you and I never had to deal with. Evil is right at their fingertips at all times, and there are spiritual connotations to all of that. Spiritual connections to everything in this world now. And, you know, he's the prince and the power of the air, and all of these things on the internet and through wireless and all these other things that kids can get into. And when you see, when you look around our nation and around the world, darkness has has encroached. And, you know, we were told that would happen, by the way. But what a, what a better reason to just continue to pray for your kids and your grandkids and even your great-grandkids because this generation is not like previous generations. And we know, most likely, we are the generation spoken about, like Second Timothy chapter 3 and others that talk about the last generation and all the evil that would come. But I love this about this lady because she didn't stop. She kept asking. It says that she kept asking. She just kept asking over and over. And the Lord's not answering, but she just kept asking. And it you know, kind of reminds me of the... Did you hear about that lady who had a real problem? You know, talking way too much. So her family decided to have an intervention. You know, and they got together to get her into a 12-step program because she just talked way too much. She was a talkaholic. The 12-step program was called On and On and On. Have you heard about that? This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.